As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. What's up, everybody? It's Bo here with another Andor TV Talk. Episode three, I'm finally caught up. Okay, so here is the situation that we find ourselves in this week. We get a little bit more of a look into the competence or lack thereof of this security group. Now, last episode, I talked about the, the notion of like these two fringe areas of these two factions kind of grinding against each other. And, you know, the fact that neither one of these is connected to kind of something larger or they don't really have the full impact. You know, I mentioned the idea we normally which is our heroes, the rebels, kind of facing this the massive might of the Empire. This episode was really interesting because it kind of flipped that, right? Skarsgård, we don't know exactly what is up with him, but we, at this point, I think it's safe to say that he's kind of a higher ranking member of the Alliance. Like he's, he's very specifically tied to the Rebellion. Like he's playing on like a real level on a real board. And then you have these like security dudes, these wannabe Imperials who come in and they're like acting like a paramilitary force and they, they're terrible. They don't know what they're doing. And like they talk a big game, but then when they get out in the field, it's just like dude last week when uh, he's like, oh, you know, oh, oh, yes, exactly. The Empire's me, 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 me. But then he gets, like, gets up to try to make some sort of like big grand speech about going into battle and he, he doesn't know what he's doing. Like these guys don't know what the, it is really interesting. I, I think that's I think it's a fascinating look at this side, like this this the edge of the empire, if you will, uh, in this in this kind of security uh, uh, police force, whatever whatever they they're called. It's like the blues or the oranges or something like that when they were when they were walking by. We also see that the guy that even called them in, uh, the friend boy boyfriend friend boy, uh, he's he's now uh, fried boy. Yeah, he's dead. He got shot. He is gone, gone, gone. Uh, so like just just the level of incompetence all the way around, and just kind of the punishment for even like trying to involve these guys. Uh, insane, absolutely insane. What a traumatic experience for the girlfriend friend girl. Like she's tied up. 
and like has to like watch her boyfriend get shot and die, and then she's left in the street with his corpse the entire. I mean, like this is a dark show. Like they're dealing with some dark stuff in this show. It's crazy. Speaking of which, we are seeing the darker side of other things too, like the Republic. When we go to the flashback, uh, we find out that that was not a. Uh, an imperial ship that crashed it was a republic ship that crashed that wasn't an imperial mining operation that was a republic mining operation i at least that's what uh we kind of overhear from the the kind of the surrogate mom character now she rolls in they're they're kind of uh she's kind of a junker uh her and her partner are kind of scrapping the the fallen ship and getting what they can out of it we also see as young andor kind of is is waltzing through the uh you know the the bowels of this ship that everybody there has turned yellow so whatever it is perhaps they're mining on this planet it is having some sort of toxic impact on those that don't reside there and we don't quite know why this would be i mean one imagines it has something to do with the death star because you know at this point in the game palpatine was really laying the 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 groundwork for for making that big move to the empire but what i like about this is that we're showing that the republic which we often see in like the clone wars and the prequels as the good guys are not always the good guys leading the republic as palpatine like okay so it's it's like this like a lot of times we get kind of this uh imagery of the republican or the republic rather was the good guys and the the cis the the confederate systems were the bad guys right but at the same time, we know that both are being led by Palpatine. It's just that all of our heroes are over here. All of our villains are over here. And that's not necessarily the way in which I think the story should have played out. I don't even think that was the way the story was intended to play out. In the opening crawl for Revenge of the Sith, you see in Clone Wars, it's like there are heroes on both sides, except we never really see heroes on both sides. The Clone Wars had maybe one or two episodes where they explore like a side separatist character, but yeah, for the most part, you don't actually see that. I think what's actually more compelling is not the fact that, or not the idea that there were heroes on both sides, but the idea that there are villains on both sides. And so seeing kind of the the corruption of the Republic, the fact that it was the empire before, you know, it was kind of like the, the spiritual empire, if you will, before Palpatine ever declared it as the first galactic empire. Like this is... This has been, you know, a thing for quite some time. And the Republic has its hands dirty. Like, you know, one of, one of the things I would really, really love them to explore is like the people of Star Wars, maybe in through like a, like a post-Clone Wars clone story where the Jedi and like, I don't know, maybe even Obi-Wan and Yoda to like, like specifically are taken to task for having, you know, a slave army. Like like this is like you had humans that were bred and and built. They were born into the clone army. If they left the clone army, they were shot. Like there was this this entire slave army that was essentially like church sanctioned. <laughs> like that's a story. That's really like juicy story material that they need to really dive into. But I I feel like most of these Star Wars series have been afraid to like dive into like the the gritty reality of the corruption within some of the most like praised and beloved institutions. I feel like this is a story in Andor where they could do some stuff like that. And that's what I think we're seeing in some of the flashbacks with, you know, even if it's just, just these little side mentions about like the Republic and otherwise. Uh, speaking about some of like some some doing some people dirty here. So surrogate mom basically, uh, can we just say kidnaps Andor from his planet? She's like, oh no, the Republic's going to come and kill him. I, I Maybe, but maybe not. I mean, we're now living in the future at this point and we know that his sister survived. So 
Maybe you just kind of kidnapped him and stole him from his people. I don't know. Are we going to talk about that? I, <laughs> that seemed that seemed an odd uh, an odd thing, an odd move. But Skarsgård is really he's after An- uh, Andor. He doesn't want just the you know the box that he got out of the the ship. He really he wants this guy. He sees him as a a huge potential for the for the rebellion. Uh, so he's here on a recruiting mission. And it looks like things are going to go well. Obviously, we know in the future it will. He's got like that long, like staff sword retractable thing. I'm very curious to see what that is. That seems like at first it looked like maybe a walking cane, but I think that's some kind of weapon or maybe both. So that, that I'm I'm really excited. But as I mentioned at the top of this, like Skarsgård, he is operating on a different level from everybody else around him. Like they're all, you know, they're all kind of playing out here, right? They're all kind of playing out in the fringes, but then Skarsgård, somebody who's connected with like the real movement, he's like, yeah, you know, you could actually do some real stuff. Like, do you want to just kind of play around and throw rocks or do you actually want to like, like take the empire down a peg? Like, like we're seeing, we see that we see that in kind of the firefight that they're in Skarsgård's prepared. He's got bombs. They've got plans. Like, like things happen and they just absolutely decimate and embarrass the security force that was talking a big game to begin with. So I loved this entry. I thought it was really solid. And these three episodes as a whole, I think are a great introduction into the series. Really excited to see where it goes. Let me know your thoughts. Uh, use the hashtag and or TV talk. You can find all of our contact information and more at tvtalk.fm. Uh, I want to know what y'all are thinking about the series. That's going to do it for me for now, but don't worry. I'll be back in a flash. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.